A common question that I get about my students and how they become successful and strong descriptive writers is, how do you do it? And I want to tell you that the first step to getting your students to be the writers that you envision them to be is through the art of storytelling. This episode is all about the benefits of storytelling and how you can get this practice up and running in your classroom and how it is going to impact your students. So if you want to hear more, let's dive in. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is... You guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Literacy Dive podcast, and today I am diving into the whole idea of storytelling and how this is going to tremendously impact your teaching. I'm sharing benefits and actionable strategies that you can take and implement in your classroom as soon as today, so I cannot wait to dive into this topic with you. Storytelling. Why do we tell stories? Well, here's the thing. When I used to teach kindergarten, that is the only way I could get my students to really understand how to write a story was by first telling a story. And it was simple. I would tell stories about my life. I would tell stories about my pet cat. I would tell stories about my sisters. I would even tell made-up stories because they don't know if it really happened to me or not. But we started by telling stories, and that is how a kindergarten brain learned the art of writing a story. So then I'm thinking, as I moved up to second grade, moved up to fourth grade, why would I stop storytelling? So I love storytelling, and that is something that I will do in every single grade. And the thing that I learned is that kids love hearing a good story, and it helps them with writing a good story. What I love most about storytelling is that all of us tell stories. The story of your day, the story of your life, experiences that you've had, trips you've taken, workplace drama, all of the news that you see on TV. We typically think in terms of beginning, middle, and end. It's how we understand the world. When you are talking to your friends, you want to hear, well, what happened? Well, then what happened? How did it end? So every part of our day is a story. Now, I love stories because stories define us. They shape us. They control us. They make us. And every single culture, no matter where we look in the world, tells stories. Now, the really awesome thing is that you, as a teacher, you're a storyteller. So let's focus in on some of the benefits of telling a story. When you make the choice to tell your story, there is a magical moment that happens in your classroom. Your students are sitting, looking at you intently. Their mouths are open. Their eyes are wide. They are focused on every single word you are saying. 
And in that moment, they are invested. They are invested in what you have to share, and it allows them to know that they have stories that they can share too. Storytelling inspires purposeful talking. From that story, students can begin drawing from their personal experiences. They can start asking questions. They can start making connections to other students in the classroom or to other people in the schools. At this moment, it's not even about the story. It is about the intentional, purposeful talking that can derive because of a story. When a story is told in a classroom, there is a relaxed and calming feeling that comes into your environment in which you and your students can just feel very, very free to interact, to communicate, to connect, to share what they're thinking. And so storytelling really allows your atmosphere to be changed in so many ways. And it allows your students to try new things and to just be opening to sharing more orally, and anytime students can talk more, they are definitely going to strengthen their skills. Whenever a story is being told, children are forced to listen. They have to listen carefully, and this improves their listening skills. They want to know what is going to happen next, and you can even ask them questions, and they might even offer suggestions at what could be added or taken away to improve the original plot. Now, if they're actively involved in this storytelling, then they're going to feel like their contributions and what they have to share are valued, and they feel able to share their thoughts and feelings more openly, which is ultimately what we want students to be able to feel and do in our classrooms. Ultimately, through this storytelling process, students become more confident, they can actively participate, and the power of creativity and imagination increases. So it's important to know that when you're storytelling, it can look one or two ways. You can choose to share personal stories where students have no idea what it is that you're going to share, but they are now hearing how you tell the story, the different intonations in your voice, the different parts where you are really, really, really zoning in, or really, really, really sharing excitement, or a part where something really bad happened. And through that, they are now able to know how to connect with their audiences in a better way by hearing your story. Then you can encourage them and invite them to tell their stories. And by them hearing all of these different stories and having the opportunity to tell stories on their own, it is going to translate into their writing. The other type of storytelling that you might want to do is by like retelling. So maybe you read a book and you want to simply restate what just happened at a certain part of the book or the whole entire book. This makes it a bit more interactive because the kids already know the story so they can actually participate and engage alongside you, which is really, really fun. So let me touch on interactive storytelling really quickly before I move on. So interactive storytelling, this is doing more than just relying on speaking the story to your kids. I would say that during this, you should not just sit still in your chair or on your teacher's stool. When you're doing this type of storytelling, you can talk slowly. You can talk rhythmically. You might want to add in the different parts of your voice where it's going to kind of set the mood and create the feelings that you want your students to have. 
You can walk around, use your hands when you're talking, and most importantly, during this time, invite your students from the audience to act out the story as you tell it. They can go a step farther and they can dress up in a funny hat. They can have some props. They can maybe draw something that can be included in the scene. If you have a class set of whiteboards, you could easily pause your story and have all of the kids at one time describe something that they're feeling or draw what they feel like the setting might look like or draw the facial expression of how you think a certain character feels. So there's so many ways to engage all of the students or a couple of the students, but it's such an enjoyable time and so many skills can be learned. So with this, you will stop and start the story a lot. So it's a little bit different than basic storytelling. You're not just going to start and go all the way to the end. The whole intention of this is to start and talk so that your audience can contribute something, whether it's sound effects, whether it's answering questions, whether it's coming up and acting out what this should look like, whether they're making suggestions. This time is interactive and it is so much fun. And the other form of storytelling is just going to be drawing from your personal experiences. My mornings are typically always very, very eventful. I'm not super proud of that, but there's usually a lot that goes on in the mornings. And so my students began becoming so familiar with like, what happened with Miss Polk's morning? What happened? Like, what what happened in your life today? What happened? Did you lose your keys? Did something happen? Because something always happened. So whether it's me having an adventure at Starbucks or getting the wrong drink or getting two drinks because they made two and it was my lucky day, whatever it is from the morning, I typically could find something to share with my students. And it became this routine of them just being super invested with the start to my day. But when you are doing your storytelling, It can be topical or you could have a certain theme and share a story about that. This is really helpful because we constantly want our students to brainstorm and to have lists of possible topics that they can be able to share and draw from. And so if you can share your stories that kind of coincide with these different topics, it helps them to know that they can find a story too. So your storytelling, this would be very intentional. You want your students to be in a circle or on a sit spot or somewhere where they can actively see you because soon you're going to share your chair and your students will be able to tell their stories to the class. And you want to definitely teach active listening. You want to teach how to ask purposeful questions. And those questions are key. Because when you connect storytelling and merge that into writing the story, every single question that someone has asked can be something that we can take back and think about when it comes to revision. So if someone asks, well, where did you go? Or how did you feel? Or how long were you at the park? Or how long were you waiting for your mom when she forgot to get you? (laughs) Whenever you have those types of questions, it gives the writer, the author, one more detail that they can possibly put into their writing, and it's going to make their writing more descriptive. So I love storytelling because that is how I teach my students descriptive writing. So 
maybe you're kind of intrigued with this whole idea of storytelling, but you're still telling yourself, I am not a storyteller. How in the world do I become a storyteller? Maybe that's a question that you have. So I'm going to share a couple of recommendations of things that you can try to boost your storytelling ability and make this time super exciting for your students. The first thing that you can do is read as many world folktales, fables, legends, myths as you can. As we know, these books are specifically made to tell a story. And so the more books that you read, whether it's reading them to yourself or reading them to your students, the more practice you're going to get when it comes to telling your own stories. Something else that you can do is watch professional storytellers. And you can take it a step farther and actually take down notes of things that you liked or things that you recognize that they did. And then you can practice some of those tips on your own. Now, when it comes to storytelling, definitely I would say watch them. But there are some authors and some people, whether you're on YouTube or another channel, that actually will tell the story, whether it's a news clip, whether it's a book review, whether it's their opinion about something. So if you find these little clips and you play it aloud for your students or if you watch them yourselves, it is going to help you with how to deliver the content that you want to share to an audience. This next idea is something that each of you can do because I know that you have these in your classroom. You can build your confidence in storytelling by simply reading your students' picture books or chapter books with an interesting voice. Stop to ask questions while you're reading, but while you're reading these books, really take on the characters' personalities. Really think about the setting and what the narrator is doing and start setting the tone to make the story as interesting as possible by using your voice. Then while you're reading, because you're not having to make up the story on your own or to recount an experience that you've experienced, you're actually reading a book that an author wrote So you're going to have the opportunity to stop to ask questions. You can make reading that book interactive, and it's going to help to create this shared event with a story that you now can have with your students. When it comes to picking these books, you can still do storytelling with them because even if a story was read, you can still close the book and retell that story that was happening. So if you are picking a story and this is new for you, pick stories with small numbers of characters because it's simply easiest to remember. Whether you are having to think about which character embodies which traits, or if you want to have your students retell that story, it's going to be easier for them to remember if there are a few number of characters and if some of those events are familiar for them. But whenever you're thinking about picking these books, you really need to pick stories that you love. If it captivates you, it is going to captivate your students too. It's all about what you can bring into it. And no matter what the topic is, your students will love it if you do. Another way that you can become a strong storyteller is by writing down your stories in a notebook. This takes it one step farther from you just talking and telling your story to actually saying that I have a story about my life that I want to share, but I also can write this story for other people to enjoy and to read. So if you can write that story down in a notebook, it is going to help 
show and model your students to know that they can do the same. So writing actually helps us to remember a story. And so whether you're reading a book and you're wanting to recount the different events in the order that they happened, or whether you want to share a short story with your students and you want to remember what happened by writing it down, writing it is going to model that they can take their stories and they can write about them too. Now, I'm kind of going back and forth because as I told you, some storytelling can just be personal about my life that nobody knows except for me. And so you have no choice but to listen to me because I'm the only one that knows my story. And if I tell it, you are going to learn by listening. But then the other types of storytelling are interactive where it could be from a book or a mentor text that you're reading and students know the story and they can be able to follow along and engage. So when you start telling your story, especially if you are telling a story from a book, it is okay to have that book nearby. I think a lot of the time teachers will feel like they can't do it or they're going to fail and they're not storytellers because they can't remember it or they're going to mess up. And it's okay to have the book nearby. So take a look at the book if you forgot a part. And this is actually good for our students to tell them that they can also look back in their book whenever they forget a part. So I oftentimes will do that solely to teach my students that skill and strategy of going and looking back versus making something up or having the false information, especially when that resource is right there at their fingertips, ready for them to dive into. Now, something else that I love doing, and I will be honest and say that I did this more so when I was teaching second grade and fourth grade, not so much kindergarten, is to make a prop box. And this is going to be any little thing that you feel like could be used to tell a story or to help children think and use their imagination and their creativity. So if there is something that I know my parents have in a box and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to Goodwill, I will actually go through it because I can find things that I can put into this prop box. And then when students are having to do story retells from their small groups or from their independent reading groups or literature circle groups, whatever it is, or from my read aloud, we will have a variety of props there that can actually support and help with this storytelling. But also, if you don't have people that are giving stuff away, a great place to look is Goodwill or at a yard sale, somewhere very inexpensive or somewhere where people are just wanting to give away or donate items. And this is really great because you don't have to have a purpose for it. If it's something that you feel like kids can be creative with, add it to this prop box that you can keep in your classroom. And this just makes the storytelling and the acting a little bit more fun. When you can make the connection that storytellings are just stories and stories are things that we also can read, it is going to raise the enthusiasm for your students to actually want to read text just so that they can find more stories and they're going to want to read them and read them again. And like I keep making the connection to, storytelling actually initiates that writing process because children are going to want to quickly write their stories down and they're going to want to tell them to other people because of what you've created in your classroom. 
This practice is going to enhance your community in the classroom because students are going to feel more comfortable around each other. They're going to be more ready to share. They're going to be more ready to step outside the box and to get a little uncomfortable and try new things, but they're going to do it in your room because it's a safe place, a place that they trust, and a place that you have created to allow them to do that. It also is going to improve their listening skills because when you're telling a story, the only way for you to know what I'm saying is by listening. And that is a skill that we always want to strengthen. And one of the best ways to help kids with that is by storytelling. What I really love about storytelling is that it engages your boy students. I am not going to make a generalization and an assumption for you in your classroom, but my history has been that my boys, my boy students, typically are not the biggest lovers of reading or of writing. But whenever I can add the prop box or I can add, have a couple of students come up and act something out, or when there's an opportunity for all of the students to participate and to interact with that story that I'm telling... It really gives me the participation that I want. It engages the boys. They love the acting. They love being in front of their peers. And so this practice has really supported my boy students. What I love too that I've told you is that I used to do basic storytelling in kindergarten because that is how they had to learn that they have a story and they can write it. But it's enjoyed by children from kindergarten all the way to the end of elementary school, fifth grade, and honestly, probably middle school too. I am almost certain that if I went into a middle school and I tried some of these techniques with them, I would have their attention and they would be 110% engaged. So it's enjoyable for them, it's enjoyable for me, and it's just a really fun activity that my students and I can enjoy and do together. Something else that I love is that this gives your English language learners, your ESL, your ELL students, motivating reasons to be able to speak and write the English language. They also have a story, but when you can make storytelling really fun by telling it with your different voices, or when you can allow all of the students to engage in your story, it is going to motivate them to try to speak and write the language, and it's also enhancing their listening skills. I can honestly say that the biggest factor to the progress and the success that I've seen early on with my ELL students is that their ability and willingness to want to speak and want to write in English has come all because of storytelling. I sure hope that I've gotten you excited about the whole idea and art of storytelling because becoming a storyteller takes effort and inclination on your behalf, but with so many benefits, isn't this worth a try? You might even surprise yourself and love doing this so much that you're gonna find storytelling embedded and woven into all parts of your day. This could even be a literacy center. If you have students that are going to a storytelling station, they can be able to work together to retell a story using picture cards. That is one thing that I really loved. When I worked with students with dyslexia, 
the best way that we could help them with oral retell of the story that they heard was by showing them picture cards. And then that would help to jog their memory of what happened in the book. And so that was something that I also would have students create on their own that helped them to retell a story. So there are so many benefits to storytelling and you're gonna surprise yourself at how much you love it and your students are gonna surprise you with the amount of gains that they are going to get to experience all because you allowed them the opportunity to storytell. If you do indeed start saying, hey, I am going to take storytelling by the reins and we're going to go and run with it, I would love to hear what your students are doing and what types of storytelling techniques you are trying with them. So feel free to reach out to me by email or on Instagram and let me know. Before I leave today, I want to remind you that I am so appreciative of you taking your time to listen to this podcast. And if it is something that you find value in that has impacted the way that you teach or view literacy or has really inspired you to try something new, I would love to hear about it. And I know other people would love to hear about it too. So please take a moment at the end of this episode in just a few seconds to just leave a rating, leave a review. And that way other teachers can find out what this podcast is all about. I am so grateful for you and I thank you in advance. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.